Rising rent prices got you thinking about home ownership? <laughs> well, you are not alone. There is no better time than now to explore the joys of buying a home to call your own. Honey, I'm home. Grab a pen and paper and take notes because the truth with Sherwin Hughes is about to take you to home ownership school. Welcome to Hour 3 of The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. I'm glad to have Javon. Javon Holmes is in studio. He's with the Charborg Realty Team. You probably can say the title better than me. Charborg Team. Yeah, the Charborg Team. Charborg Team, all right. So let's say Sherwin wants to buy a house. I'm pre-approved to $980,000. I got my pre-approval. I'm ready to go. I got down payment money and all the things. As a realtor, what is your role in helping me and my heavy pre-approval find a house? Well, my role is going to be to uh, scour the market, right? See what's available out there, right? I, number one, want to find out what it is that you're looking for in this 900 and what was the rest of it? 800. A lot. A lot of Almost money, Almost right? a million, yeah. <laughs> that million-dollar house, right? Okay. I need to find out what it is that you're looking for in this million-dollar house, and I'm going to make sure that that, it, that that is on the market. However, it's also my job that even if it's not on the market, to even just go seek out a type of house that is even possibly available, mm-hmm. you know, that's even just out there. Um, and our goal is going to take you from finding that house making sure that house is the right one for you, doing the contract, the paperwork, making sure all the terms of you purchasing the house is correct, um, and then getting you to the closing table so that you can get the keys to your new dream home that you just purchased. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say, Javon, I want a swimming pool. I want at least three bedrooms. I want to be close to parks and recreation, and I want to have good schools in my neighborhood. Oh, I'm not done. I need public transportation options, and I want to be reasonably close to the lake and downtown. Because some people get that specific; they want all the things, right? Yes, that, yep. It is now your job to show me homes that fit in those parameters that I gave you. How difficult can that be? Because some people are not really realistic, are they? Yeah. Well, it's all about managing expectations, right? Um, all that you're asking me for, we have. I have to first ask you, hey, have you seen any houses like that, right? Do you know of any houses like that? Like, where did you, where did that thought process come from when you said, I want this, 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 and this? Um, and so uh, once we narrow down what, if that's even possible, um, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I go out and find that house for you. I'm going to show you which area that's most likely going to be in, what side of the lake, what, you know, what's going to be nearer to there. Maybe it might not be a park across the street, but hey, maybe 10 blocks down, you can get up and go walk in the morning. You can go take a trip to the park, right? So it might not be right there, but it's it's available to you. So that's what we do. Again, managing expectations um, and try to get you as most of what we can, uh, of, what, of what's available to you for what you're looking for. Last couple of years, the housing market has been incredibly hot. I think with people spending more time at home, working from home, because things were shut down, people realized, well, wow, my house is not exactly conducive to being at home all the time or working at home. That might have been one of the reasons why so many people want to go out and buy houses. The increase in home values, because I'm sure when you first started, home values in certain neighborhoods were, were one amount. In the last like year and a half, two years, you've probably seen the home prices in some neighborhoods get close to, to double. How does that impact, especially the first-time home buyer, 
where just a few years ago, houses may have been reasonably priced and now they're almost out of reach. Well, so the reason why that happened is because interest rates were so low, right? And because the interest rates so low, that made that uh, that mortgage more affordable for other buyers, right? Which means that more buyers were able to buy. And then when you have more buyers were able to buy, um, you may, instead of having maybe three to four people wanting to purchase that house, now you have possibly 10 to 15 people, and that drives the price up. Now, what I've done um, in the past with coaching clients is I've told them, like, hey, this is a seller's market, and there's a possibility that you're going to have to overbid on this property. But because the interest rates are so low, let's look at what the mortgage rate will be. Let's look at what that mortgage amount will be because it would be, let's say, a hundred and $75,000 house, right, at like a 4%, 5% interest rates, it could be possibly be the same amount as a $200,000 house at a 2.5% interest rate, right? So mm-hmm. that's what was happening. Um, you know, people were getting equity in their houses and the prices were going up, but they were still able to afford it because of the low interest rates versus now where interest rates are increasing a little bit. So the market is slowing down just a tad bit, um, but that's also canceling out a lot of the buyers who were able to get pre-approved at a lower interest rate that may not be able to get approved at, with, at the higher interest rate. There's this other thing that first-time home buyers in particular may not be aware of. They've got their pre-approval letter of $968,000. They're ready. They know what they want in a house. They know what neighborhood. But then there's this other, I guess, fee we're going to call it, property taxes. It's not just your principal and your interest. You are going to get assessed a dollar amount per the value of this house that you were buying. Are you familiar with any situations where somebody was set to go, ready to go, but the property taxes Mm -hmm may have priced them out of a particular home and they had to start searching all over again. Unfortunately, yes, I have had that situation. Um, you know, it's it's kind of crazy because you could be pre-approved for a certain amount and you love that house. You want to write, you like, Javon, this is the perfect house. I want it. But then uh, we reach out to your lender and we say, hey, this is the house. She's thinking of moving forward. Can we make this happen? They may say, oh, sorry, that those property taxes are just $500 more or $1,000 more. And the reason why that's an issue is because um, that hurts what the lenders look at is called your debt-to-income ratios, right? So your mortgage nowadays, a lot of people aren't, I can't say a lot of people, but from my experience, the clients I've had, they're not going after ARMS, right, which is adjustable rate mortgages in which the, the mortgage can fluctuate after a certain amount of years. A lot of buyers are are purchasing with 30-year fixed mortgages, and so which means their mortgage is going to stay the same, their principal and interest is going to stay the same, but the taxes is going to be that one variable that can fluctuate. Mm-hmm. And so a lender um, is going to look at your debt-to-income ratios, and they're going to consider that. And so if property taxes are just a little bit too high, uh, what ends up happening is that affects your bottom line for your debt-to-income ratios, and so that can outprice that can price you out of that property if my income is let's say five thousand dollars a month Mm -hmm. but my mortgage principal interest property taxes insurance don't forget about that Mm -hmm. is three grand a month can't do it right yes debt to equity ratio is is out of whack so i would be what they would call house poor yeah Yeah. i got a beautiful house but i can't eat yeah, no, that that is right, and uh, a lot of a lot of good lenders nowadays are doing a great job of assessing that beforehand, right? So they're not going to approve you for, you know, you're going to see a lot of they're going to give you 
percentages, right? They're going to say anywhere between 45 to 50 percent of your income shouldn't go towards, you know, or it, it can't be more than 45 percent to 50 percent. That's cutting it close. Man. I thought it, it used to be 30 percent. 30 percent, you're good. Well, right? so a lot of FHA, low, convention, low down payment conventional products out there, they allow that to happen because there are people who are, um, they're making it more affordable, making housing more affordable for those people. So they are tiptoeing that line. Um, but again, like I said, a lot of lenders are doing a good job up front, making sure that you don't become house poor because then for the banks, what that means is a bigger chance of you going into foreclosure because, you know, emergency happens and you can't pay your mortgage and... They right. lose your house and they lose their promise to get that money back. Banks be like, well, we'll have this one back in about six or eight months. They're not going to be able to afford it. <laughs> Javon Holmes, we're speaking with him. He is a realtor with the Charbourg team at Compass Realty. What do you do with that person? Because I know you see all types of personalities. And buying a house is emotional. And it should be. You might live there for 30 years. You might raise your kids there. That's where you're going to be for a very long time. When they fall in love with a house. Do we caution people against falling in love with a house? They might first house you show them, Javon. I love it. Got to have it. Make it make the deal happen. Wait, no, there's other houses that are, you know, they range in price. Other. No, 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 no. This is the one I want. Like, how do you talk somebody out of this particular house? Because they'll tell you, I got to have this house. What do you do in those situations? Well, so I like to do is I like to coach my clients. Right. It's like, okay, what do you look for? What do you really want? Like, what's the what's the what's your top five? In the house that if you've seen it, you you go after it and that's it. You know it. Um, so a lot of times I don't get that um, whether or not they're going to feel like uh, they're moving too fast. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they already knew exactly what they wanted. And my job is just to go out there and go and get it. So if they do get to that point where they're like, this is it. I love it. The only time I'm going to say, OK, maybe we should think about it is if there's some obvious defects or obvious things you know because it's like well well you told me that the school system was important but this is not in the school district that we that you initially wanted right um they may say well they wanted a big finished basement I'm like ah the basement isn't finished and you can kind of see some cracking in the walls are you sure this is something you want to do right so that's how you know it's coaching it going back to what they said they wanted in the beginning right we do those home buyer consultations because i want to hold you to your word i'm going to be your accountability partner um i'm going to be your best friend i'm probably going to be your therapist uh, your kids are probably, I'm probably about to babysit your kids for a second while you running throughout the house because they 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 going crazy so you know we wear a lot of hats as realtors um but one of the things that we're going to do is we got to make sure that you get what's best for you according to what you told us that was best for you as a realtor what do you think about a fixer-upper because there's some really nice real estate in the city of milwaukee a lot of it needs work Mm -hmm. and somehow we're not talking about like foundation cracks or anything like that but somebody can save Thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars by purchasing a home. It, it needs some TLC, maybe a little bit more than TLC. So, do you do you recommend to some people a fixer upper because they can get a lot of square footage, a beautiful home, very nice architecture, but if they have to do a little bit of work, that might be a deal breaker. Or for some people, that's how they get into the four thousand square foot home. Well, so the thing about the fixer upper is you have to get it at a great deal. Right. If you get at a good deal, that's the first step. The next step is making sure that you have the right contractors and the right um, um, finances and all that stuff put in place. Because a fixture upper, if you get at a great deal and you got the resources for it, that'd be a great that'd be a great move. 
be a great move, especially in this market, right? Yeah. Because you can hold your property can hold its appreciation. You can update it, make it to your house, make it the way you want it, and still, you know, maybe in the future be able to get some more equity out of it. Um, but you, you have to have the right resources in place. And then once you have those resources, just make sure that they do the job right. There are so many people who are out here now buying and fixing and flipping properties, but they're doing it for the money, man. Yeah. And they are just rushing out, throwing work in there, and it's like, you know, remember that you got to have a home inspection if, you, if you're going to decide to sell, right? There's going to be buyers who's going to want a home inspection. So you want to make sure that they do that work right because that home inspector will find out. Be wary of the flip. Javon Holmes is mm-hmm. talking to us about all things home buying. Do you help people sell their houses too? Of course. Okay. Of course. So I've been in my house for 18 years. Got it for a real good price many, many years ago. Can you sell my house for $8 million? Do people tell you how much money they <laughs> look? They say, "Hey, Javon, I need, I need twelve million for my house. Go sell it for twelve million. Now nah, it's in your best interest mm-hmm. and your client's best interest. You get the most money for their property. Mm-hmm. But can people be a little unrealistic? Because if I was to sell my house right now, you you give me eight million, I'm not even gonna go home. I just give you the keys <laughs> and I go stay in a hotel till I find another house. But do people sometimes have unrealistic expectations, especially in this market, of what they can get for their house? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, But you have to remember that uh, the market of your home is going to be what's been selling around you. Right. Usually when you do an appraisal, right, a bank does an appraisal on the property. They're looking anywhere within a mile Mm -hmm. of your property. Right. So the best thing I would do for some uh, one thing I would tell people who are trying to sell their house um, as a realtor, I can help you find comparable properties. But if you just want to do your own research, whatnot, before you call me, you know, it's up to you. um, Go ahead. Take a look. At the properties within a mile a mile radius of your home, what are those homes selling for? Right, if you have a three bedroom, one and a half bath with two car garage and a finished basement, um, you find out what other properties within a mile of your home has that and what they're selling for. Not only do you want to do that, look at the pictures. Right, compare those homes that sold for the top dollar. Right, and compare it with yours. Right. Is that a fix and flip that someone came in and redid and put granite countertops and new carpet and cabinets and all that stuff? Whereas you bought your house 18 years ago and you haven't done any work in the last 10 years, right? Last question for you. If somebody's going to invest money in fixing their house up before they sell it, where do you get the most bang for your buck if you're going to do some improvements to your home? Bathroom and kitchen, right? If you're going to spend money, oh, yeah. a, a kitchen remodel, that cost you 20 G's. Yeah. <laughs> but aren't you more likely to recoup money back on the back end when you sell your house if you do a kitchen remodel versus a bathroom or bedroom, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those are the hot spots. That's what I would call them. Yeah, kitchen, bathrooms, right? Because those are going to be places where um, when you walk into the house, right, you're going to get the most attention to, right? You're going to spend the most time in, right? Kitchen, cooking. Some people just sit around, right? Um, and then another way that you can get more bang for your buck is try to find a way to ask square footage to your home. Right. Um, if you have a basement, finish the basement. Right. That's going to ask square footage, um, you know, uh, new painting, new windows, things that are going to help the new owner save money. Right. Because if you get new windows in the house, now that makes it more energy efficient. Right. So maybe you need may even need to maintenance your mate, your, uh, your, your water heater or your furnace and stuff like that. Things that are going to make the house look good. Um, things are going to make the house more spacious, like I said, add more square footage, and it's going to last. It's going to help the new owner save some money because it's going to be efficient. Uh, housing is a big cost, right. so you want to make sure that you get the best bang for your buck that way. Do staging companies help? Like when people, like the house is vacant, nobody's lived there in a bunch of years. 
you put in some furniture, you make yeah. it look like it. Is that a worthwhile expense? Do houses that have, that have been staged sell faster than houses that aren't? Uh, in my opinion, yes. Okay. Um, at the Shaw Borg team, we do supply staging for our clients, right? And it always helps. I, personally, I had a condo that was for sale downtown, mm-hmm. or near downtown, rather. And uh, it was vacant, and there was no furniture in it. And for, like, I guess maybe like the first three weeks, we were getting showings, but no one really kind of bid on it. It was just like, eh. Literally, like, the second day after having this stage, we got an offer above asking. Yeah, because people can see. Wonders. Yeah, they can see, like, oh, the couch would go here or the yep. TV could be mounted here. Okay, that makes a lot yep, of sense. Yep, they get the idea on what the property or what the house could actually look like mm-hmm. with someone staying there. Javon Holmes, a realtor with a Charborg team at Compass Realty. If people want to get in contact with you for your expert advice or to help them buy or sell a home, how do they do that? I could be reached by phone. Uh, 414-213-1278. You could also reach me at email, javonhomes, com. I could also be reached on social media. Um, I am underscore J Holmes on, at Instagram, and then Javon Holmes on Facebook, J-O-H-V as in Victor, O-N, Holmes. They can reach you all sorts of different ways. Give that phone number one more time. 414-213-1278. My man, it's been a pleasure. Good luck to you. Hope you sell a whole bunch of houses and make $89 million and make more homeowners in the city of Milwaukee. Amen to that. Amen to that. The truth with Sherwin Hughes on the new 1017 FM. We'll be right back.